Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Live. Mine says off air for some reason. So does mine. There mine says live. There okay. Oh, there it is. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Dead End Sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, to be honest, we really don't have enough time to talk about it. Um, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Many of you are watching us on the YouTube channel right now. YouTube.com backslash dead in sports. Um, you can catch our live stream here each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Should you miss any parts of the live stream, you can always, like I said, subscribe and check it out and watch it at your leisure. Also, we have plenty of videos up on the channel as well, so you make sure you want to check that out as well. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe and uh, follow us on all socials, uh, De- Dead End Sports on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, <laughs> and then follow us individually as well. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Again, um, I guess we'll start first. Well, first, let me say what's up to the crew. Uh, Ken, what's going on, man? Well, Kyle, uh, it all depends, man. I seem to have pissed off um, uh, some white folks, some white people, <laughs> and uh, some black people. Oh. With um, and this may not come as a surprise to you. Or anybody that know me, but with uh, a tasteless joke in the last review um, that people, some people took offense to. Okay. So, uh, hey, I'm business as usual, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Now, now I know I gotta go watch it to see what the hell you said. I can only imagine. <laughs> FIFA, what's going on? Hey, hey, real quick, I think I've said worse on this show okay, okay. than what I said um, in the Bass Review and the Macklemore Review. Oh, that's what it was, the Macklemore Review? It was in both. Macklemore wasn't that bad. Um, oh, the Bass Review, it, it, it was it was a bad joke, but, but, but I, you, I don't care. But you, you know, know I, it, I do it all the time. That, and you know what? That's exactly where I was going to go with it. Like, look, man. A lot of our fan base has been with us for over, like, 
since we've been out here. You know what I'm saying? Like five years, four years. They don't you don't you think that they should feel like they know you by now? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, they should. They, they they should know Ken. And I know, you know, Rod edits certain things out and, you know, he protects our image and things like that. But come on, man. Come on, man. That's Ken. It was Ken all day. You know, and sometimes Ken says some shit that is borderline. It's like, well, it's Ken mode. <laughs> he just <Yeah>. roll with <laughs> it. Just, you know what I'm saying? He just roll with it, man. Ken can be controversial, but he just roll with it. It's, it was whatever man it's not that serious it really isn't nah, you know Ken nah. you gotta you just gotta know Ken y'all been watching the show no, yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun man responding to everybody uh, engaging in the conversation so you know I, I said it I'm here to listen to what they have to say and I'll respond with what I have to say and we'll leave it at that and we'll move on to the next video and that'll be that you know like I said in the uh, in my final reply today was you know, you have a choice to make. You can skip my part or you can unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I mean, I've been this way for 40 years and I turned 40 February 1st. And I'm officially like everybody make fun of the, you know, me being old and this and that. But what comes with that. I've experienced growing up and how I channeled that. Um, right. Now, you know, I, I will admit that, you know, it was a tasteless joke and it was, you know, it could have been edited out. But other than that, I mean, it is what it is. And I said it. And I, you know, and I live with what, you know, what people being offended by. And they have every right to be offended by it because, you know, and it is what it is. But, um, but again, you know, as people said and people that have watched the show, I go there, man, and and you know, and I'll go there, and I'm gonna go there again. So you know, <laughs> and, and, and you know what, man? Um, something happened. I didn't catch everything, but Ken was talking about how old he is, bro. Ain't you know, man? Like in nine months, he' about to be a granddaddy. Ken, Ken, Ken <laughs> <laughs> he about to have his first one. Yeah, y'all didn't even know. Y'all didn't even know. Ken about to be a granddad out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, he, I had to think for a second. I'm like, damn, hold up. Kendall ain't that old. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did Kendall grow while I, while I wasn't looking or something? Last time I checked, he was like seven. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, like I said, we, uh, we're getting the show started, man. Thank you, everybody. We got a little late start, but, uh, of course, we're going to give it to you. Raw and uncut. This, uh, for, for many of you tuning in, just want to give you a little background real quick. Um, this is unscripted. Uh, we are who we are. We're dead in sports. Um, if you're not sure about that, uh, we actually started um, maybe about three years ago. Uh, these guys came over from Dead End Hip Hop, uh, and I joined the fold, and we started this show. Uh, we once had a live call-in show, but now it is um, a weekly show that we do every Tuesday night as well as videos. And then, again, like I said, we're all over the social, so you can check us out everywhere. So. That being said, again, this is what we call the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, the final four is set. Uh, we've got four teams in the final four. Um, we have our dead-end sports bracket that I pulled up on, on my page. Um, so the final four is set, man. B, tell me what you think about what, what you've seen thus far in the tournament. Oh, man. 
All I know is uh, Oklahoma, Buddy Hill. He's 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 putting that team on his back, man, and he's 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 trying to take them to the promised land. I mean, you know, he's really he's really having an outstanding uh, NCAA tournament this year. Um, so it, it's good. I, I like it, man. And North Carolina, they kind of. I think I think North Carolina should have. They should have beat Notre Dame by like twenty or thirty points. I think. I think they really. They took their foot off the foot off the pedal in that in that game. They should have really blew them out. I, I'm looking at North Carolina making some noise. Um, who else? We got Syracuse, the lowest. Mm-hmm. I and I didn't even know this. I think they was the. Um, I think this is the first time a double digit um, team yeah, made the final four since 2011. 2011. Right. 2011. I I ain't I even know that. I was like, wow. So you know to see Syracuse, Jim Behind in that damn zone, man. That two zone. Huh? I, I thought I thought it was that they were the lowest seeded Final Four team ever. I thought that's what I heard, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I I just know they were. I think they had the first double digit like seed team to make it to the Final Four since 2011. They could. They, I don't know. George Mason was 12. That was a 12 seed when they yeah. were in the Final yeah. Four. Mm. So that yeah, that can't be true. Oh, I think I think it's the lowest Jim Beheim team ever. Oh, no oh, question. Probably, no question. Yeah, probably that. But yeah. I'm about to say, shoot, nah, man. I'm about to say, cause George Mason, when they made that crazy Cinderella run, they uh they was a 12 seed, so yeah. But yeah, man, I you know I'm I'm always look I always love look forward to the final four, man. I, I just I just hope the final. Sometimes my gripe was sometimes with the NCAA tournament. Sometimes the final four games be better than the actual championship game itself. So I hope. You know, usually going into the final four, I always hope that that's not the case. I hope we have. I mean, I still hope we, I still hope we have a good. Final Four game as well as a championship game, but I hope the Final Four is don't be more memorable than the championship game itself. So that's just my only fear going into this weekend. What about you, FIFA? What do you think about the the tournament so far? Uh, as we mentioned, we got four teams. Villanova is going to be taking on Oklahoma, and then you got Syracuse uh, taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. What What are your thoughts about the Final Four? Oh, um, guard play, man. Guard play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syracuse. You know, and, and, and excuse me, because I, I don't know their names. Like, I don't be watching college ball like that. But number 23 for, for Syracuse, the, he's been their biggest their biggest player all all tournament long. Yeah, that's and I Malachi. Like him. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I really like him. He's a, he's a big guard that can – he's multifaceted. Nice pull-up game, got the three-point – college three-point range, has handle, has size, finishes, gets rebounds. He's gritty. He's tough. Um, Marcus Page. I know Marcus Page though. Uh, Marcus Page in the in the bigs that uh, UNC got. Them, them boys are nice, man. I think to me, off of what I've been watching, I think they're the best team. I think they're the best team left. Um, Buddy Hill, man. This, this, hey, this, this guy looking. This guy looking like he NBA ready every time he steps on the court. So I, I I don't know. It's hard to bet against him. You know what I'm saying? It, it, because again, guard play, you need that in the NCAA tournament. Um, and you said the last one is um, Villanova. 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 Um, man, I don't know, man. Not that high. They they got some guards too, man. They, Boy, you you know what they do, and they got great guard play. I I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a believer. I'm okay. Not, a believer. not sold. Hey, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're not so yeah. building over uh, FIFA. I know by you saying, you know, in a tournament you gotta have good point guard, good guard play to kind of succeed in the tournament. So I'm surprised you kind of like not sure about building. It, it's just you know what, like when they when they played Miami, mm-hmm. I, 
Because they're, they're, play, they're playing against Buddy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah man. Mm. Look, man, Angel Rodriguez did his thing. And, and in that first half, the other um, – what's the, the Villanova uh, point guard? What's his name? Um, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I have to look it up, but go ahead. But, yeah, like, like, like he had foul trouble. You know what I'm saying? He really didn't get into the flow of the game. Um, I, 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 feel, I feel like Miami's point guard kind of, like, took it to him. And you already know he's going to be matched up at times with Buddy. And I, I don't know. I think he could be taken out of this game. That's just me. Mm. You know, one game that I saw. Yeah. But it's just what you know. It's just a point guard thing, man. Like if I feel like I could go at you and that diminishes you on one side of the of the ball, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep coming at you and, and, and psh, come on, man. But 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 he look like he the most NBA ready dude right now. So. Oh, and we're gonna talk about that too. <laughs> so. We definitely gonna talk about that. Um, Ken, uh, any thoughts on um on the Final Four and, and what you've seen in the tournament thus far? Yeah, real quick, just um to kind of to give the viewing audience uh some some background on Syracuse if they're not familiar um because I know some people are, are sticking for facts and I just looked it up. Um, this is their first time back in the tournament after they uh you know basically self-imposed themselves last year with the postseason ban. You know, they finished the season one and five, and they started on four in ACC play. You know, and um, and what it is is they are the lowest um, 10 seed. Well, they're the first 10 seed to reach the Final Four since it expanded to 64 teams in 1985. And um, there have been 10 seeds that have reached the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, but none have actually reached the Final Four. As a ten seed, and the ten seed, uh, so so that's that. Just uh, you know, for a little clarity clarity on that. But um, but overall, man, I I, I think it's been a, a really interesting and entertaining tournament. Um, you know, I told you guys before the tournament started that Kansas kind of, you know, they were shaky to me. And and it showed, you know, the the going got tough, and and they wasn't able to pull it out. Now there were some unfortunate calls that went against them, but they didn't play their game. And it kind of goes back, and the, the whole time I'm watching it, Kyle, I'm thinking about what you said about Bill Self. Can't trust him. <laughs> Can't win with him, man. Two Can't and win six. With him. Um, in Elite Eight, and you 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 can't even get to the Final Four. Um, and it was very sad and unfortunate for a team like that that's loaded. But um, this is what happened. And, and Villanova, Villanova obviously had way more fire, mm-hmm. way more passion. And every time somebody received the ball on a pass, somebody was in their face. Anytime they tried to give it to Perry Ellis, Perry Ellis just got manhandled. Yeah, he was. He looked lost out there. He couldn't even get position to get the ball, and the guards couldn't get him the ball because they because of the ball pressure. Um, and they had no adjustments. They, they couldn't figure it out. And um, so that was a good game plan that, you know, they put together. Um, you know, UNC, I think at this point, they are probably the, the most talented team in the tournament left. And, you know, unless they just fall apart against that zone, that 2-3 zone, you know, they should go to the finals. And more than likely, depending on who they match up, they probably should win it. 
Um, shooting can be a problem for them, but they rebound the ball very, very, very well. well. Very well. And so they're able to make up for it, you know, um, you know, on that front. Um, Syracuse, I mean, who picked them? There were, there were a few people. Probably nobody. fans. But honestly, who picked them to get this far? Mm-mm. I don't think nobody did. No. Yeah, no. Nobody did. Because you got to think, they was like, Man, what was they working the ACC like? They they was they was pretty low. It like, was an up and down year. You guys yeah. know I'm I'm a I'm a diehard Syracuse fan, and I'll be honest. I think I tweeted it out. I was really surprised that Syracuse even made the tournament. Because yeah, because they got they got exit early in the ACC tournament. Exactly. Like, it exactly. Like they and it was a, ACC it was an up and down year. Um, you know, Bayheim had his situation with the suspension. So nobody really was expecting them to, and I, I personally, I felt like if Syracuse got out of the Sweet 16, then that was a successful postseason. But to have this kind of see this run and make it to the Final Four, uh, especially being down and being down by 16 the other day, that was incredible, man. I think, I think, um, it's and that's part of as a fan, and I've been a Syracuse fan since I was like five. As a fan, that's what's frustrating because. You have teams like this that really don't have a lot that Bayham has had, and he can take those kind of teams to the Final Four, but then he has other teams that have been loaded, and he gets knocked out by, you know, four seeds and stuff like that. So it's been, you know, as a fan, it's kind of fresh. I mean, I'm happy for the team. Um, I think we got a shot against uh, North Carolina. I wouldn't put any money on Syracuse to beat North Carolina, but um, I think we got a shot. But it, it should be a good game. Again, it can make a great point. It depends on whether or not they can, you know, handle North Carolina's pressure, and then can they knock down shots? Because North Carolina's long; those guys are big. Uh, they beat you up inside, and they live on the boards. So that Syracuse is going to have their hands full. Um, Ken alluded to Bill Self and Kansas. I, I, you can't trust. I just I couldn't trust them, man. and I, it wasn't until I was watching that game, and one of the announcers made they were talking about Wayne Self. I think they were talking about Selden who today, by the way, declared for the NBA draft. And they mentioned the fact that Selden came there along with Joel Embiid, along with Andrew Wiggins. And I'm like, and I started thinking to myself, how do you have a team with Selden, Embiid, and Wiggins, and you can't get out of the Elite Eight? You know, I mean, like, Bill Self has just been, he, he hasn't done for the amount of talent that he's had there. He just hasn't won, and it's, you know, I, I'm not a Kansas fan by any stretch of imagination, but you just can't trust him. You can't trust him. Um, uh, two more points. Buddy Hill was was phenomenal. Buddy Hill was, dare I say, Curry-like. <laughs> um, he, man, he was – I mean, he was shooting fadeaway threes. He was every. I mean, and he hit his first three. And I, you could kind of tell right there that he was feeling it. He, he said after the game that, you know, his idol was in the stands. Kobe Bryant was in the stands watching so he had to put on a show um which is you know says a lot and to be inspired by Kobe uh you know and I think Buddy Heald is his upside is tremendous um and the last thing on on the uh tournament man um Coach K stop lying stop lying (laughs) Coach K at the press conference telling bold-faced lies lying on the kid you know what you said to that kid you know I mean there's 5,000 kids in the arena just tell the truth, you know, and, and don't act holier than thou. Just say, okay, well, hey, I told him, you know, what I, I said what I said, you know, right. and that would have been it. Don't what, what, what made it worse too, Kyle, was that 
when um my man the player addressed it, he was like, yeah, I agree with him. I, I he was right. I shouldn't have, exactly. You no, know, so for him to like really take listen to that advice and take heed to that advice and agree with him, and then for Coach K to kind of like deny it, it's like, come on, really? Like just man up, like you said, just exactly. man up in the mid. Man up and, and and tell the truth. I mean, and, yeah. and there's there's a we we talked about it before. There's a lot of unwritten rules in sports. One one unwritten rule is you don't talk to my players. You don't coach my players. Coach your players. Because trust me, if somebody had said something to Grayson Allen about him tripping people, Coach K would have had a fit. So, and somebody needs to talk to Grayson Allen about tripping because apparently Coach K ain't doing a lot of talking to him. Mm. So, my thing is, man, you you don't you don't talk to other. I mean, that's unwritten. You don't, as a coach, you don't address that. You let that other coach address it, or you may say, well, hey. And, and here's my thing, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this. Coach K, I don't understand what coach what the problem was. It was two seconds left on the shot clock. If the kid doesn't shoot the three, then it's a 24 second violation. Mm-hmm. Would he have said anything if the kid had made missed the shot? So I mean, get out of here, Coach K. Yeah, and, and I wonder if Dylan Brooks had a bad game. Yeah, he 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 was off Oklahoma. too. And I wonder how much of a distraction that was for a young kid to receive that much attention over something he did. Because at that point, you know the world is watching, and maybe in the back of your mind, you may have a feeling that they're looking for you to fail, and maybe you start pressing a little bit. I don't know, you know, but, you know, up to that point, he's played pretty well. I mean, he, he, he stood out to me, and I started to kind of take notice of the guy. And um, he plays with a lot of passion, a lot of fire, and he did not have that. He was in foul trouble. He didn't have it for that game against Oklahoma. That's a good oh, point. And you know what else? Um, I, I think is is I think we do have to point out about Syracuse is that once Michigan State lost, I'm sorry, B, it was really wide open for them. You know what I'm saying? Outside of um, uh, Virginia. You know, you, you really had nobody else. Virginia was the only team that you really had to beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, things just kind of, the it, the seat just parted. And, you know, it was up to them to just really handle their business. And they took care of business against a uh, number one seed. And, and, and they, they're, they're in the final four. Yeah, it, it's definitely, um, I think it's, and the great part about it, and we'll give our final four predictions uh, before we sign off tonight. I think one of the great things is that, you know, you saw some of the best of the best. And you saw some – that Villanova game, that Villanova-Kansas game was, you know, it was a slugfest really for college basketball. Um, we, we mentioned Buddy Hill. Uh, obviously, I mean, while he has not officially declared, we know that he's going to uh, the NBA. I think – no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Buddy Hill's a senior. I'm sorry. So Buddy Hill's a senior. Uh, between our last show and this show uh, – your man Ben Simmons from LSU has declared uh, his eligibility. Um, there's speculation that the kid, the Ingram kid from Duke, uh, is going to declare as well. Uh, coming into this season, uh, the prohibited uh, number one pick was Ben Simmons, at least for the NBA. People thought that he'd be number one. Um, is Ben Simmons still the number one pick, Ken? <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest. I, I've given ben, ben Simmons a pretty difficult time on this show. 
You have, um, and rightfully so. Yeah, man. You know, when I, I would like to see him, and I've said this before, play against uh, competition. And I, I felt that uh, he kind of ducked and dodged competition. Um, but when you're the number one seed, I mean, I mean, when you're projected to be the number one pick, do you really have to? When you're going to receive the number one selection, regardless of all you have to do is not mess it up. And you know, he was able to pad his numbers against you know uh, talent that wasn't as as good as he uh, as he is. He's an extremely talented guy, uh, as you guys have pointed out, FIFO B, um, that he can work in the shooting. He that's something he can get at the next level. The passion, the fire, the desire to compete is a problem for me, and we've seen passive guys in the NBA that run from competition. Uh, Dwight Howard, who uh, who's afraid of um, criticism and people coming down on him. And, you know, he wants the limelight, and then the limelight comes there, and he, he kind of, when the going gets tough, Dwight gets going. Um, but I can't, his, his talent is undeniable. But I do like this kid, Ingram, and a lot of the guys I started watching in the tournament really, in all honesty, came from listening to uh, Ryan and Q of Off the Bench, subscribe to their podcast, um, and follow them on Twitter, at Off the Bench. Um, and they pointed out some guys to pay attention to in college. So, obviously, everybody was talking about Simmons, and uh, Ingram came up, Dunn came up, and a couple of other guys, and I started to kind of watch them. First time I saw Ingram play, first half he was terrible. It was against North Carolina when I really sat down and watched him. But the second half, he turned it up. Mm-hmm. And he basically beat North Carolina damn near by himself. And in the tournament, you you saw him hit three after three after three when Oregon was trying to put it away. And, and he kept coming, and he kept coming. And I like his potential. Now, he's thin as hell. Yeah. But yeah. Anthony Davis was thin. Uh, Kevin Garnett was thin. And they were able to overcome that. And that man weight kind of gets you over time. Um, so he's he's long, um, he's rangy, he's a point guard, he can shoot, it looks like he got some post-up moves. The kid can play, but and more importantly, he went to a, a, a Division One elite school, and he played in the tournament against other guys that are, I mean, I don't want to say on his level, but, you know, he's played against competition. Mm-hmm. And that means something if you're projected to be the one or two. I think sometimes it may come down to that. Now, if the organization may not need him, so I think you know, depending on who actually has the more pick, it may go based off need. Right. I so about that too. me, I think I would probably go with Ingram because I think that over time he could probably do more, um, depending on where he's he's picked. But if somebody picked Ben Simmons. You know, I don't think they can go wrong as long as he pan out. Sometimes you can't walk away from sure, pure talent like Ingram has. But if you don't have that fire, man, and what do we talk about LeBron? You know, sometimes he don't have that fire. He don't have that dog. If you ain't got it, man, it, it affects how you are, you know, in the NBA sometimes. But, um, but you know, he, he could have taken the season off just to get to the NBA. And he probably has that fire. So we'll see. But I think I like Ingram more than I like Ben Simmons. Okay. Okay. What about you, FIFO? Um, which, which, 
I guess, and we've got time between now and the draft, and we'll we'll actually talk about this more. But I mean, it's I, I guess the the reason why we brought this up is because you know there was a lot of talk. I mean, like this time well, just a few months ago, it was just everybody was it was all about Ben Simmons, and not to say that Buddy. I mean, because Buddy Hill probably is going to be the Wooden uh, Player of the Year, but um, now you've got Ingram and, and Heald in the discussion. Where, where do you think these guys may fall? <clears throat> Excuse me. I Look, you're asking me as a GM of mm-hmm. a franchise I don't own that would have the number one pick, I would definitely take, you already know, Ben Simmons. He has things that you cannot teach. He, ju- he just does. He needs to mature. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's young. He's, he's 18, 19. Right. You know what I'm saying? Buddy Heald is 23, 22. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, he's a little bit more mature. He's supposed to be doing what he's doing right now. And, and obviously, I'm not saying, like, at this level. No, he's special. I'm not diminishing how, how special of a player he is. But you are a little bit more physically mature at this point in time. You see more college basketball. You see more competition at this level. Um, and I think he should be the second pick, um, just based off of what I've seen. But um, I'm 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 taking Ben Simmons all the way. I'm taking Ben Simmons all the way for everybody that, at this point in time, it's where you nitpick and you mm-hmm. start to yeah yeah single yeah. little thing. Man, look, trust your eyes. He had flashes. Of course, he had flashes. Um, um, Kawhi Leonard wasn't the, the greatest college basketball player. Neither was Paul George. Neither, neither was, was Steph Andrew Curry. Wiggins. Neither was Steph Curry. But Steph Curry wasn't as great of a college player. Steph Curry was filling that bad boy up. Yeah, he, he was, was a well. He was, he was a, in college. He was a great player, but he wasn't. I mean, like I don't. Th- I think what he's saying is, is probably something we've all said is that. We didn't see this coming. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say like, shit, Steph Curry. Yeah, no, he bought he, 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 yeah, he, he, he bought out, out, but he also played a couple years too. He also played a couple years too. But all I'm saying is that the majority of these one and duns, they don't dominate the whole year. The majority of them, they show flashes. They're still young, and in in the NCAA, the college game does not allow for them to use what makes them special. Right. It the college game, the ways officiated the way the rules are in place makes everybody just a little bit more equal. It does not allow me to separate from you physically. It just does not allow. So some of these guys do struggle. They do struggle because their games aren't all the way developed. They need some of that athletic extraness to to, to get by. And in the NBA, you're able to play a little bit more to that tempo, speed, pace. You know what I'm saying? So so some of these guys, man, it, it's, it's hard to tell. But I am taking 6'10", IQ. You know he rebounds. That's a direct translation to the NBA. His vision is – is tell me a guy that you've seen in college basketball this year have better vision than, than Ben Simmons. Tell me another guy that was better all around than Ben Simmons. That's the guy I'm taking. Okay. That's the guy I'm taking. All around against weaker competition. <laughs> the same competition that 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 
Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Man. I, what about you, B? Uh, GM, you you you're the you're the well, you don't even have to be the Detroit GM. Just you're just a GM. You're you're looking at these three kids. Who 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 are you looking at a little harder than the others? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, of course, it's gonna fall on you know what you're probably in need of more. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I already have a Ben Simmons type of player on my team, then of course I want to draft Ben Simmons. But I mean, overall, yeah, you're gonna draft Ben. I'm gonna take Ben Simmons. You know, he's gonna be the number one overall pick. I mean, yeah, it is. Like people say, you got it's some small concerns, but you know, let's let's remember these. This dude is 18 years old, you know. So, you know, playing in LSU is probably the biggest spotlight he's probably had, you know, in his playing basketball, his basketball playing career right now. So, you know, let let him let him get adjusted once he get into the league, get get him get him get him adjusted playing in the um summer league and get adjusted to the game. I think I think Ben Simmons would be okay. I mean, LeBron didn't have the best jump shot. But look what happened in new time. He developed a respectable jump shot. Um, you know, so I, I, that's the only thing. I just think that's one thing with Ben Simmons. I think well, two things. Yeah, better get a better jump shot and better shot selection. But you know, he just don't have that in him right now. He, you can get that in. You can get that in you to get a better jump shot. Um, but yeah, everything else across the board, he's good ball handling skills, great court vision. Um, my man from Kentucky. I forgot that point guard name. From Kentucky. Oh, uh, uh, was it Uless? Yeah, 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 He's got pretty good damn court vision. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But Ben Simmons, for him to be is, is of course, as long as you know this physique size and and length and everything. Yeah, of course, you're gonna see that six ten dude that can handle the ball, good court vision, and rebound, and you know play defense, all that stuff. You're gonna want him. You know, you just gotta you someone just gotta get that dog in him, make sure he be wanting to take over games. And just work on that jump shot, and I think he'll be okay. Um, and B, what up? Like, like, right? In, in, in sports in general, what it is is comparables, right? Like, you find a guy that kind of fits the mold of the guy that you're looking at and being mm-hmm. like, oh, they have these similarities, and this is mm-hmm. what you could do, right? Like, right. we compare, contrast, different players, different talents, different skill sets. When, 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 when you look at what Ben Simmons is going through, to me, it, it, it just feels like Andrew Wiggins to me. It yeah. just feels that way. Yeah. Like like and, and when you see Andrew Wiggins. A taller, a taller league, Andrew Wiggins. A taller Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. A taller Andrew Wiggins. And when you look at what Andrew Wiggins did his rookie year, what was he like 16, 18 points a game? Yeah. This yeah. year he's at twenty two. What do you think he's yeah. gonna do next year? Yeah, he's gonna get 25. better. Yeah. Yeah, he's and gonna get better. That, and then from that point on, he's he's gonna be an all star. You there's no way you average twenty five plus points a game and you're not an all star. And now he has another number one pick playing next to him that possibly is going to be in the 20s himself next year. Right. Mm-hmm. He's so going to be a 2010 guy. Easy. Easy. He's, he's 16, 17, 18 now in 10. Yeah. Like what, like, what do you mean? These guys are going to only get better. They project upward. Yeah, because, you know, like, you know, like I said, people, they, they're going to get used to the game. They're going to get adjusted to the NBA game. You know, then they're going to – their game is going to slow down a little bit where they're going to get it. Their IQ is going to go up. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have seen – we've seen LeBron James' IQ go up from the time he was a rookie to his seventh, eighth year in the league. So, you know, it's going to get better. You know, ben, and you know, you know what I think is, is hurting Simmons, and it, it's it's – Really, just a part of the game is the fact that he's not playing. I think. No time. Yeah, exactly. Out of sight, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. I mean, like yeah, it, we it, got it a really... chance. To, we got a chance to see Ingram Ball. Right. Seeing healed, you know, right. healed could be on the national stage on on, on on Monday night, you know, and he yeah. 
and he's got a legit shot at winning. He, he, the he already on the national stage. The final four is pretty exactly. much the national stage. Exactly. You know? but, so yeah, it, it it don't really hurt. It don't really hurt him. I think more so it would help him a lot more if if we would have been seeing Ben Simmons in this tournament. Exactly. You, know, you if you if you considered one of the best players in the, in the, in the college, you you got to be playing that tournament. You get yeah, I mean you have to be. I don't care if you you barely get your team in there. You gotta be playing in there, man. You you gotta we gotta see the the, the best college players, you know, playing in, in that in that tournament. Because that's mm-hmm. where the stars shine. So Exactly. You know, like I said, I, I don't think it hurts him because like I said, we're still talking about him being a number one number one overall pick. I think it would it would have definitely helped him more if he couldn't have showed us oh, no question. why he's the best or one of the best college players in the league by playing in the tournament where it all counts. And I think that last game, I, I know a lot of people have been very critical of the last game that LSU played where it looked like the whole team just gave up. I think he only finished like 13, 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was one of those days where, and you guys know, you you where everybody's missing shots. Like there's nobody that can hit, you know, the backside of a barn. So we'll see. And, of course, we'll have more draft talk as, we, as the draft approaches. Um, I think at some point in time, probably in the next month or so, we'll know who's picking where. Um, or maybe two months because I know that I think that's done during the playoffs and obviously the draft is this summer. Um, so we got a lot of basketball to talk about. Let's switch it over to the NBA. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Uh, you guys hit it a couple of weeks, what was it, a week and a half ago or so uh, with the uh, Spur after the Spurs beat the Warriors. Yes, one come um, But uh, I want to ask you guys about uh, LeBron, man. Um, he <laughs> He's a lightning rod. I mean, he's, you know, arguably the best player in the world. Um I, I need to get so I need somebody to kind of help me understand with this passive aggressive stuff that he's pulling on social media. If you're not not aware, LeBron at some point a week and a half ago uh, unfollowed the Cavs. Uh, he also unfollowed you know other members of the Cavs staff or something like that on Twitter. Uh, and then when he was asked about it in a press conference, he said no comment. Uh, followed by shutting down the press conference after that. Um, he was seen as they played, I think they went to Miami and they played, uh, the heat. I think they were getting blown out and he was seen laughing and chucking it up with his boy D Wade, uh, who's Ken's best friend, by the way. Um, so can somebody help me understand why LeBron can you, let me start with you. What's wrong with LeBron, man? I mean, what, what's, is he going through like a midlife crisis or something? What's, what's the issue? Well, you know, when I when I saw that he unfollowed the Cavs on Twitter and Instagram and uh, the post-game interview when people asked him about it, first of all, y'all motherfuckers out here got too much damn time on your hands to, <laughs> to really pay attention to what, who LeBron is following on Twitter. Right. Um, that's first. But, but hold but Ken, but you but he had to know. If he the minute that he pressed unfollow, it don't take that long for people to figure that out. You know, it's some people that pay attention to stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are people that that's their job. Right. Um, but he did it, and people talked about it, and it became a thing. And you know, I, I remember just kind of just shaking my head and and, and kind of rolling my eyes about him, like, dude, like, what are you doing? And then it finally just kind of hit me. LeBron is just messy. Yeah. He's just one of those. He's turned into 
a messy ass dude that just loved to keep up drama. He's a he's a not a drama king, right. but a drama queen. Maybe that's disrespectful to the man. Um, um, but and I'll you know maybe that is disrespectful. I'm sure it is. You know, LeBron is way more successful to me than I am. You know, um, first and foremost, because I know there are people that love to say that type of stuff, like it's supposed to. Be. <laughs> like, I, like my motherfucking ass don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you got way more money than you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit. But um, but regardless, he's he's a drama king. I, I'll say king. I won't. I won't. Because I like LeBron. I won't. I won't say drama queen. Um, that's disrespectful. I've caused enough shit for this week. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like it's it's it's. One thing after the other, and in all honesty, it's, it's one of two things, Kyle. For me, is either he's messy, and I think B may have said this, or you may have said this, Kyle, um, that he's jealous of the attention that Steph- I said that, yeah, yeah, and, and that he's trying to at least bring some on him, unbeknownst to him, and probably he does know this that regardless of what he does, people are going to talk about it anyway. Um, but. You know, he, he's he's either messy or he's just he just a troll, and it, it's one or the other. And he just probably really sits there. He's so bored with the regular season, he's unafraid of anybody in the East right. that he just sit around and he just. Now that I think about this, I think it's a little bit of both. I think LeBron really sits around and just troll and mess with people because he knows that people will take it and run with it and make it bigger than what it is. And it wouldn't surprise me if he sat there and pulled his teammates together and be like, hey, y'all watch this. You know, watch what I'm going to do. You know, and just to kind of, you know, keep them in the loop. But even if he didn't, it didn't matter. No matter what the Cavs do, there's always a conversation around them. Any loss is a conversation. And it becomes part of uh, some problem that they have or something's wrong with the Cavs, you know, um, throughout the year. But that right there was just him just being messy and and doing it for no apparent reason other than him just wanting to stir some shit. It makes absolutely no sense for him to follow, unfollow the team. Right, your employer. <laughs> you know, um, well, they work for LeBron. No, <laughs> oh, right, 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 my bad. <laughs> But um, and, and it just fueled a bunch of speculation, a bunch of you know conjecture, and and and, and a, a massive amount of hyperbole, and uh and and, and this that and the other. Um, but yeah, man, I think at this point that's just what he is, and he's ready for the playoffs. He's bored. He's ready for the playoffs, and I think that whole team is bored and ready for the playoffs. They have a lot of things they need to fix. But in all honesty. Like, I know people are throwing out Toronto and the Celtics and and Miami. No, it's Cleveland. It's Cle- Cleveland will represent the Eastern Conference yeah, in the final. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think the only thing the only thing that LeBron is worried about are the Warriors. And I think he becomes really, really frustrated with this. Or the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, and the Spurs. He, and he's just really, really frustrated with this team because they're not as locked in as, as he is. And taking it off of him on following people on social media and, and jumping onto the team. And I said this on Twitter when we were having a conversation with Ryan from off the bench. That team is playing from a, a, a place of privilege. And, and, and they know that they went to the finals last year. 
deep down they know and have a feeling that they're going to get back again this year, and they're unwilling to put in the work because they have LeBron James. And and I think that, which is really silly because it was the first time they all been in the playoffs, but I don't think they know that it's not guaranteed. LeBron knows that because he's made it to the playoffs and outside of the last five years haven't been to the, you know, hasn't been to the final. But right. they don't know that. You know, and 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 so I I think they're just I think they're bored and they're ready for the playoffs. But it's just messy, and I think he you know he needs to stop. But he can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> no doubt. What about you, uh, B? Uh, Eric Rosenberg. Man, stop! Don't tell huh? me. Huh? Chris in the left elbow. Oh, that's cool. <sighs> okay. So the lower body. Yeah. No, yeah. What about you, B, man? What's your what's your take on um on LeBron? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's I'm 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 like Ken. When I first you know saw the news, I was like, really, y'all don't have no news to report, but LeBron unfollowing, right, right. And (laughs) it was kind of like a like a really, you know. And of course, to me, my my thing is this, you know, a, a lot of NBA stars are divas. I just think now with LeBron. I mean, I'm past and present. NBA stars are, are divas to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, I think with LeBron, we just in that social media era where we get everything so fast. And, you know, everything we get all the behind-the-scenes stuff. We get the locker room stuff. We get, like, all this stuff where I think, you know, opposed if we probably had – if we had Twitter back in the 90s, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing some diva-ish stuff from, from some <laughs> – you know, I'm serious, seriously. I, and I think this was so – you just you're you're in the locker room with these players now. It's like you almost feel that way with with social media, with Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I, and I think it's just really thrown out there in the limelight to where we go. We we can we can judge LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like or say say stuff about him. Like I said, like I said, all NBA superstars to me are divas to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Iverson was a diva. As much as I love Iverson, Iverson was a diva. You know what I'm saying? A lot, a lot of these stars was divas, man. So you know it's. I don't know, man. I don't really got nothing to say about this. It's just, it's really stupid. It's, it's really dumb. I want to talk about him talking about this little super team he want to put together. Which I oh, think, that's yeah, that's, that's next. Like, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about him unfollowing the freaking calves. I want to talk about how the hell. Go ahead, go ahead, B. Go ahead. We can run Ken, into it right now. And I know Ken and Ken, Kyle will probably agree with me on this, man. Like, why? Why would you want? To team up with arguably like the top the top ten players on your squad, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to take a pay cut? Why would you say that if you in the in the in the midst of the playoffs going to be starting in less than a month? You know what I'm saying? You 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 know, as always, there's already rumors going around that you know Kyrie Irving is you know not getting along with LeBron and Kevin Love not getting along. You know, it's already yeah, like, Kyrie, so, Kyrie I mean, a good week. like I said, rumors. We're not saying it's true, but like you already got speculations going on with like. You know, you're not getting along with your teammates. Then you're talking about some, oh, yeah, I'll take a pay cut, a, a huge pay cut to play with Chris Paul, Carmelo. And, like, for one, why would you even want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they are competition. Why would you want to team up with, like, some of the best guys in the NBA and be on the same team with them? You might want well to just wait to play with them in the All-Star weekend. You know what I'm saying? That's your that's your time to play with them is during the All-Star weekend. Don't mm-hmm. try to be on the squad with them. That's freaking competition. If I got, like, competitions – the guys that I'm always rivaling that I love playing against, most of the time I'm not going to play on their same squad. I want to play against them because I know they're going to bring out the best in me. So, like, you want to team up with these dudes? 
Come on, man. It just B. You know, ah. You taking it? You you take? All right. First of all, first of all, he. So you saying it's okay, Ralph? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, B. Hold on, <laughs> hold on B. Wait, you sound like you get, I feel like you about to give him a pass, B. You about to give him a pass. Listen, let 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 me get it out. Can oh, go ahead, out? go ahead, go ahead. Let me get it out. Look, first off, LeBron said this before All Star Weekend. Back in February, right. So, 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 this was going a little bit to what you alluded to. Like, this is all star. So it was kind of in lieu and spirit of, right? Now, no, no. Now, wait, hold on, now, B. Hold on, now, B. LeBron said also before they retire at some point. So doesn't necessarily mean right now. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily. Nope. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. Wait. 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 Let me let me let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, when I heard it and I saw it, I envisioned you know four old guys like Charles Barkley in Houston. You know what I'm saying? When he was playing with a king, kind of already washed up. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that. That's what I envisioned. Maybe that's not what he meant, but that's when he talked. That's what I saw. Now. I 1,000% agree with you. In their primes or right now, you can't. No, no, no. You got to go against these guys because you're 100% right. The competitor in you should want to go against the people that are going to bring out the best in you. And then you have to question that at times when LeBron is losing by 20, but because it's D-Wade, his boy, that that supersedes what's happening in the game. Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of after, you know, I think it's okay to go up to him, dap him, be like, yo, whatever, whatever, you know, have a laugh, and then, you know, move on, like, y'all niggas just blew us out by 20, good job, whatever, whatever, dap him up, have a laugh about it, because you are my boy, and then, you know, it's back to serious business, because I'm with the cat. Boom! Boom, baby! Oh, Pistons just beat OKC. I I just got happy for a second, yes! So so y'all stopped the eight-game win streak. Yes! But... Yeah, man. So you know, like B, I, I, I agree with you in that aspect. The competitor, like you, like right now, you, you're still able-bodied. You know what I'm saying? You're on a squad with, 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 with guys. So you don't need to be worrying about all that. You don't need to be worrying about all that. But as you know, over the hill, you know, Kobe-esque, like how Kobe is right now. You put them four guys together, kind of how you know what I'm saying. Like, Kind of how like uh, the Nets try to put the, the the old big three back together. I do that. I do that. That's cool. I'm fine with that. Probably what about you? Enough. What about you, Cam? What's your take on the the comments about possibly having a super team? I um <laughs> again, you know, uh, you know, I I think that I agree with B for one. Um, two, I know the story is old and it just broke recently, but I don't think that really honestly matters um, because it was said, and and because it was said and it's it's, it's public, um, people are gonna talk about it because of what happened, the the history of LeBron, and and you know going to Miami and playing with with D Wade and and, and Bosh, and if if that was to happen, what would people say again, especially if things don't work in in Cleveland, they're gonna say he's running again to power up with somebody and and win a championship because he couldn't win one on his own. 
And I would like to believe that LeBron wants to do this in Cleveland to, to solidify even further his resume, his legacy. His legacy is already intact. People are placing him as the third best player in the NBA of all time. And um, and we're seeing that on a couple of different rankings. You can disagree with the rankings. You don't have to agree with the rankings, but you don't have to agree with a lot of things that are out there. But that's becoming the general consensus. And he's only won two rings. <laughs> you know, he's two and four in the playoffs. But, you know. Only um, but, yeah, but I think LeBron himself wants to add a little bit more to that because he knows that if he does that, you know, he's the man even more than he is now. Um, but I think he was just saying, I don't think he was intentionally trying to be messy. I think he was, <laughs> But he is, though. He is. He said it in February. They released it. I, I, I can't give him a pass for saying it in I'm February. I'm not giving him a pass. No, I, no, no. I, Ken, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm talking to rap. Oh, yeah. I, I think. Why I think so literally you have said, you know. Because I think I think you have to, FIFA. I think you have to. Someone in LeBron's position, I think he has to be a little bit more. And and of course we don't know the context in which it was said, but he has to be a little bit better. Just be a little bit smarter about the things that he says. You know that somebody's going to take that story and run with it. And then I, I don't understand the the premise of playing with a super team because you just played with a super team. But you but, just played but, 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 with Miami and you so, got. Two all stars beside you right now. So what look, more you, do you need? So you don't want the the these the these these athletes to be honest with you. Like if you ask them a question, so like 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 so if you had the opportunity, you ask LeBron this question, right? And and he answered it honestly and truthfully. And then you pen the the article, and you drop it three months later or two months late, like. What do you mean? I guess, I guess mean? to, like, to answer your question. I, I don't think there's no harm, no foul. To no answer your question, no yeah, no I want them to be honest, but 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 the competitor in me, I don't want him to feel like he has to go someplace else to team up with people to win. You should feel like, damn it, I can win on the strength of me. That's what a competitor does. I, you A competitor doesn't feel like, okay, I got to be buddies with this guy and I got to – yeah, sure. I mean, you can play with Carmelo and those guys during the summertime, or, or like B said, during the uh, during the All Star weekend. I mean, or Olympics. It should it or, exactly or the Olympics. Understand that you know you have the friendships and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, Magic would have loved to play with Jordan and Isaiah, but that wasn't realistic. But I don't think that would have ever come out of his mouth. Now I'm not comparing Magic to LeBron, but I'm just saying like there has to be some type of G in you to say, well, look, you know what. I'm going to do this on the strength of me. I'm going to go back to Cleveland and I'm going to win a title or I'm going to do my damnedest to win a title for this town. Because ultimately what's going to happen is if he doesn't win a title in Cleveland, Cleveland fans are going to be like, well, thank you for coming back, but you gave Miami your best years. We had you in the beginning and we had you at the end. The middle, that's what Miami got. So, I mean, I'm like, you're LeBron. You're the best, so you don't need all of that. But, you, you should have people come and saying, okay, can I come play with you as opposed no, no, you, the other way you're around? You're 100% right, but look, you can't have it both ways. You're 100% right. Okay. But when they had LeBron at the beginning, guess what? You didn't put a team around him. That's not his fault. No, that's not his fault at all. I agree that's totally. Not his fault. I agree 100%. So, so when he had the power that was vested in the contract that he signed and y'all agreed to, he decided to exercise his right and seek other options. Right. So what's wrong with that? And he went to a, 
a situation where he knew he had a better opportunity to win. What's wrong with that? Nothing. 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 I agree he 100%. That because he is from there, he feels like he it is his job. It is his his purpose in life, right? Like 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 it is his 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 uh uh what's the word I'm searching for here? I'm not Stephen A. Um his fate, his um destiny. Destiny. He's chosen. This is his destiny to bring this championship, <laughs> the first one in many years, to Cleveland. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Ohio. No, I, I agree 100%. With that. And he's doing his damnedest. He has a squad now. It takes a squad to win in the NBA. Always has, always will. He is a superstar. He has superstar friendships. Deep friendship. This is a different NBA. These guys came up differently. These guys knew about each other in high. Look, Magic ain't no shit about Larry until he got to college. These guys, they they almost grow up with each other because of social media. I understand media controlled by the society when you I, break it down. I understand that. I just think that a guy on his level mm-hmm. shouldn't necessarily have to be going saying, okay, well, hey, I would like to get my friends to come play with me. Just so but I can win a title. That he, I would like to play with my. Of course, they they asked him a question. Would you like right. to play with your friend? Oh my God, Kyrie is going off. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> look, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But look, he wants to. He want like who wouldn't want to play with their friends? Like anytime I go hoop, I rather hoop with right. my. I, 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 people, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 110. I think where I, where I slightly disagree is that I think the whole friendship thing. I get it, but the way that you can structure that in a, I guess, politically correct way of answering the question is, you say, well, yeah, I would love to play with CP3, Carmelo, and man, I take less money, but in reality, it's probably not gonna happen. So I'm good where I am. Boom, no problem. I got no problem with that statement. Man, that's that media training, boy. Because the because the reality is. Financially and, and career-wise, by the time all of them could probably get together, they'd be too old to win anyway. They'd be too old. So I mean, you know, and I, I get it. Yeah, he's gonna relate to CP3 and he's gonna relate to Carmelo because those guys he's been riding with, as opposed to Kyrie, because Kyrie's what 22, 23 years old. I get it. But at the same time, and then you know, depending on how the the information, we don't know how the information came out. How his team, his teammates might be looking at him sideways, like, "Look, dude, you you playing with me today? You know why? Why is it that you got to play with CP3? You got, you know, an all star, a perennial all star in Kyrie. You got a former all star in Kevin. Well, let, no, let, I can't let, say let, Kevin, let, let, let me ask you this right here. All right, so again, you're trying to have it both ways. So when 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 you're Kyrie Irving and you hear this, do you think I'm questioning LeBron? I think I'm gonna go out. Damn, I'm over here. I'm cussing. I'm 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 sorry, YouTube. Um, you good? You, you you think that if I'm Kyrie Irving, I hear LeBron say that, you think I'm I'm like I'm really gonna trip? I'm gonna come out here and drop. I'm gonna come out here and play ball because I'm Kyrie Irving, and I just right. like come on, like no, like that. first first and foremost, if what LeBron says in that regard hurts your ego to the point I have to check you about it, then I'm not worth a hundred million. Right. I feel you on that. I feel so, you. So, nah. So, I look, man, I, look, I, I think that this is overblown, overstated. This is, the only reason why this is a story 
is because it's it's LeBron. Like, and LeBron is the only one is one of the most honest athletes out there. You ask him a question, he will give you the answer. How he feels about it, and he said it years ago. He's a wolf that like he's a wolf when it comes to uh, uh, basketball. He likes to hunt in a pack. He's not a solo guy. He wants Man, that's true. Guys. Man, that's obvious. He ain't solo. But, <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. Look, but why we knock him for it? I'm not. You know, I'm not knocking him for it. I think. I think the problem is, is that we talked about it before. I think what it is, is that people of his talent, it's rare to be that talented and be and not be a solo wolf, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like because he's well, on the talent well, what, level of you know some of the great, some of the all time greats. But when your like primary skill. Or you're to me the the best skill that he possesses, mm-hmm. right? Because because athleticism is not a skill. You God blessed them with that. Here you go. Right. You're chosen. Do something with it, right? But when you possess skills, the best skill is passing. You need guys to to make them better because your best skill is IQ is passing. It's his beautiful mind. That's his best attribute. He needs guys for that. You can't you can't have a, a great passer and not have finishers or guys that can complement your passing ability. You need guys, man. So look, I know I sound like a LeBron a, a, a apologist. I'm not. <laughs> I I just think that I see the truth for what it is. He's being honest. Stop knocking the guy for telling you what he is. He is that. Okay. Why is that a knock? If, if he's self-aware, if anything else, and most people aren't, most people want to compare and contrast, and I get that. That is sports. But guess what? When you are that level of great, you are who you are. His game is like nobody else's. Let LeBron live in LeBron's world. He's LeBron James, nobody else. So let's stop knocking him for everything. If he wants to say some craziness, let him say some craziness. He's nah, like, I'm not. I ain't gonna let him. I'm not gonna let him slide that crazy. I just, I just, I, 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 I just can't. I it, and now the whole unfollowing the Cavs and stuff. I don't get into that stuff. It was a slow sports day. I understand why they brought it up, but now this this passive aggressive stuff. It don't it don't flow well with me. Not when you not when you're great because when you to me if you're great, I expect greatness all across the board. Now maybe I'm wrong for that. It, that expectation, but that's where I am. So if you're great, that's so, what I expect. So if you're a guy that gets into the face of other guys, you get applauded. But if you do it subliminally, oh, it's a problem. It, but you're still you're still causing some type of controversy. You're still making like like Kobe Bryant always talks about making situations uncomfortable. This is somewhat an uncomfortable situation. Different, obviously, maybe. Phil Jackson does this. Phil okay, Jackson so let so let me let me ask you this, FIFO. We we've seen Tom Brady, we've seen Peyton Manning, we've seen Cam Newton get in the face of an offensive lineman or get in the face mm-hmm. of a receiver. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that something's wrong with that? That maybe that's how they lead. But now, LeBron would, has done that too. LeBron right, but, has done that too. But we sensationalize the things that we deem are weaknesses. Why are they weak? Just because the other greats may not handle it this way, but there are people that handle it that way. Let them no, I, I'm not saying that. I just I, my my thing is is that you can't you can't have it both ways. And I think what he's trying to do is have it both ways because when when someone at I mean like you can get in a guy's face or you can talk about well hey I want to team up with these guys, but when a reporter asks you about 
unfollowing the Cavs. You talking about no comment? You can't have it both ways. You're the one who unfollowed them. Nobody had, nobody told them told you unfollow okay. your employer. So, you know, so, so, so I have no that, comment that, on unfollowing them. No, no, I, I plead I'm, the fifth. <laughs> Come on, man. We we going in circles. So I, let's. I tell you what. Let's let's jump over to the NFL. Another a big signing. Well, I, I guess you call it a big signing. Happened in the NFL over the past week. Uh, Robert Griffin, RG3, is now a Cleveland Brown. Um, B, is this going to work in Cleveland for RG3? Mm, no. I mean, I, I, mean, it's not, I, I, mean I, I just don't see them, like, making noise in, in, in that division or in the NFL. I mean, since when Cleveland Browns has really, like, been a team where you'd be like, oh, man, they are they, they making playoffs, they doing something, you know, they – you might as well put the Browns down in the level with, with us Lions. I mean, when when has the Browns really, you know, done anything, man? It's just like, I don't, you know, I think it's almost like a grave site for him because it's like, I don't see them making no noise in that tough defensive. They were going to see the Bengals twice. They're going to see Bengals twice, twice, the Ravens. twice, Ravens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and then my only, my, another thing is, can he stay healthy? Is he, is you know, is that knee going to go out on him? Can the RG3 stay healthy and play for a full season? Can he look like Somewhat the RG three we saw in his rookie year when he won Offensive Player Rookie of the Year. So I don't know. I mean, it's not like Browns has like a super attractive roster. Where I'm like, oh man, like he about to pull off some crazy numbers and do some crazy things. You know what I'm saying? I don't. You know, it's you know, I don't. I don't think that he's just gonna be out there. I'll be surprised, but you know, we seen crazy stuff in NFL. Yeah, yeah. We seen teams where you be like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Like they come out and ball. So maybe he might. Shock us the first seven weeks and go six and two. I mean six and one or something like that, and, and ball out. I don't know, but you know it's not like the Browns have been making noise for the past decades or the past years. And so I don't expect them to. Do that. I expect them to be just as whack as they know <laughs> for the past years. You know, just like my Lions. You know, it's just like I don't expect them to do that much. You know, except with the except with the Lions, I hope that they do something good. With the right. Browns, it's like I don't even. You know, that's they ain't even gonna do nothing. I'm not even sweating. The Browns make some noise. I mean, yeah, I'm glad to see he still got a job, you know, got yeah, a starting yeah, no job because, no I mean, we've seen plenty of NFL quarterbacks that's worse than him that got starting gigs. So oh, he got it's, paid. Good, it's good that he at least got a job now and let, oh, we will see what he's going to do with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's, it's good he got a fresh start because we all saw that he was ready to leave. He was about to be out of Washington. He needed a fresh start. He needed somewhere new to go. So you know that's good that he got a good fresh start, but I you know I don't think this is going to be a team where he's in a position to like win and be a playoff and 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 go deep or something like that. No, go deep in the playoffs. No, I don't see it. What about you, Ken? Uh, your thoughts on RG three in Cleveland? I like it. Um, it's it's definitely a fresh start. Look, if this guy, it it doesn't matter where he goes, people are going to talk about him. It's going to be news. They're going to write about him. So going to Cleveland, you can't hide. Um, but imagine if he, if it works. Imagine if it's a, if it does succeed um, for in Cleveland, and he's able to win games, um, maybe even get to the playoff with that team. You know, uh, like what what would that do for for him? Um, it would do wonders. A lot. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really excited to see um, see if that could happen. You know, people talk highly about Hugh Jackson. Let's see if he is that guy. And Hugh Jackson helped your man, uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, so you know, and so now let's see if he can do it again. You know what I'm saying? 
and I think it'll be exciting. You know, I, I know a lot of people are saying he should have went somewhere with more talent. Um, and I, you know, I can't even really think of Cleveland. The only person that comes to mind when I think of Cleveland outside of Duke Johnson, who was a rookie, is um, and Isaiah Crowell, is Josh Gordon if he comes back. Yeah, if he comes back. Now that would be huge if they can get him back. Right. So imagine if he does, Josh Gordon and RG3, and if they allow RG3 to play uh, free, to run, and throw, um, it, it could be something, man. And that deep, I can't remember, but I think the defense was okay. That, de- that decent defense. Yeah. Yeah, so offensively, they, they, I mean, they were anemic. They didn't have a quarterback. And now they have a guy that showed promise when healthy. So he hasn't played, so he should definitely come in healthy. And from here on out, let's see if uh, RG3 has learned from his experience in Cleveland. Let's see if he plays with a chip on his shoulder. In Washington. His experience in Washington. In, in Washington, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks, B. And let's see if he comes out and plays with a chip on his shoulder to prove all of the pundits wrong. And people like myself who may have criticized him at times also. He's not playing for us. He's playing for himself and his family. Right. But... Um, let's see if he, he uses that as motivation, if that lights a fire on him and he goes in and he works his ass off. Because, you know, it, and if he doesn't, then, you know, people were right about him. But I would think and hope that after what happened, Kirk Cousins, the whole nine, that he, well, he really, really wants to go out there and prove oh. everybody wrong. Because we all know that RG3 is way more talented than a gifted than Kirk Cousins. Kirk freaking Cousins, man. I, I can't believe how many people believe in that dude, man. FIFA, what's your take on RG3 in Cleveland? I think he's going to find himself in a similar situation that he found himself and in. And I'm not just saying it because Kirk Cousins is white and RG3 is white. <laughs> <laughs> PSA. Ken is, is a race baiter. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think he's going to find himself in a similar situation. Oh, that's good, Ken. I think Cleveland has an opportunity to, you know, quote-unquote get the best quarterback in the draft. Right. I mean, Carson Wentz. And I think that it's a good situation for Cleveland as a franchise to have multiple options at this quarterback position because one of these two guys needs to be the right guy. Like, right. Like, 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 real talk, like Cleveland – I'm, I'm talking to the city of Cleveland. Like, like one of these next two guys needs to be the guy. Because if you're looking for another guy in the next two or three years, yo, yeah, just, just do not even be a franchise anymore. Like, you don't even need to be – just, like, get out of the NFL because it, it's pointless. It's really pointless. But RG3, can he make a comeback? I think so. I think because he has arm talent. I think because obviously he's athletic enough. Hopefully this time has humbled him some. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can learn how to read defenses at a moderate rate. Because obviously to get to Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you had to start a little bit higher than where he was. Um, but hopefully he can run more of a pro style type offense. Um because that's the only way that you're I think you're going to have long-term success in this league. But um I think he has all the physical tools and I think he has a head coach um that's supposed to be this quarterback guru. So if it doesn't work here, 
you're either going to be a career backup or you're not going to be in the NFL. And it's as simple as that. I agree. I agree. So great points across the board. I hope it works. Um, I, I hope they get Josh Gordon back because I think having Josh Gordon will definitely, definitely help. Um, next question I got for you guys is a baseball question. Actually, it's more of a personal question, but uh, it's a baseball story. Many of you heard uh, this Adam LaRoche story. If you're not familiar with it, Adam LaRoche, baseball player for the Chicago White Sox, uh, abruptly retired. Uh, Adam LaRoche was bringing his 14-year-old son to the clubhouse every day, and uh, when I say every day, I do mean every day. And, you know, the team said, hey, you can't bring your son here every day. And subsequently, Adam LaRoche, instead of saying, well, hey, son, you can't come with me to the clubhouse. In essence, son, you can't come with me to work. Uh, I'm going to retire. And by retiring, Adam LaRoche uh, is walking away from a $13 million contract. Let me repeat that, 13 million dollar contract. So again, it's a baseball question, but it's not a baseball question, more of a personal question. As many of you know, I am a father of four. Ken is a father of two. B and FIFO don't have any kids, at least none that they have yet to claim. Um, B, are you walking away from $13 million because your son can't come with you to work? Um, me personally, no. But I'm, I'm looking, I guess, the situation, because he's been in the league for, what, 12 years now? Yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty sure in baseball, you've been in the league for 12 years. You pretty much you pretty much set. I don't think he would be saying this if he was like a second, third-year guy just getting his money. I think he's going to be like, uh, son, you're going to have to go home and let daddy bring home this bacon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, if I, if I didn't play in the league for 15 years, I, I didn't done well with my money, I, I'm straight. You know, I'm still I still love the game, but like you know, financially I'm good. And you know, if that's just him finding a little reason wanting to retire, then yeah, go ahead and do it. But I guarantee you, if like I said, if he was a, a second year guy just getting his foot in 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 the M MLB, he would not. He would be like, uh, son, you better take your ass home <laughs> while I dad, my daddy get this money. We gotta get this money, dad. So hey, look, look. Uh, you know, he's been in the league for two. When I saw that, I was like, for one, you know, I know he he got to be got to be a white player. Got to be a white player to, to be making this decision. Cause I don't think a, I don't think a black player would make that decision, even if he was 12 years in the game. I think he would still be like, son, gotta go home. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> about to make this bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. Look, I'm or just, Hispanic. Right. I'm just. I'm oh just yeah. Looking, oh, no, no, I'm I'm just looking from a inside of a black family. If you saying, hey, your son can't go to work with you, you know, your wife or your wife or whoever gonna be like, you know, baby, you gotta stay home. Daddy gotta get this money. Yeah. So hey. what? Hey, what kid? You you know you know you're right because Hell, I yeah, I'm right. Our black ass will have beamers and Hey man, let me tell you something. And it is I it became painfully obvious to me that uh Adam Rose didn't have any baby mamas. Man, when, baby exactly. mamas. <laughs> when I, man, when I, when I saw that, I was like, when I saw the new, the article, it was even before I even knew what the player was. I was like, that's a white guy. It's a white guy. And then so when I saw it, lo and behold, it was a white guy. I'm like, yeah, he played in the league for 12 years. He good. He straight. Because I'm like, well, let that have been the black man and have a wife, you know, and some kids or whatever. Oh, no. Daddy, uh, son, you, you got to stay in. You better watch me on TV. 
It's something. You know what, man? I, I thought about it, and I mean, even I, I wouldn't even, I don't even think it's even about color, man. I, I just as a father, I think, and and I read a little bit more into the story, and he he and his wife they homeschool this kid, and so his thing was that they're not big on education. Now, anybody that fixed their mouth to say they're not big on education in 2016 might be a terrorist. So mm-hmm. I just think, man. I, I mean, as much as I love my kids, no, I, I'm. I'm, there's no way in hell I bring. I wouldn't want to bring my kids to work anyway because it's work. You know what I mean? So and it's the the clubhouse and, a, and a, it's just like a locker room. It's a safe haven for for the players and that's where they hang out and that's where they do. I mean any any and everything can go down in the locker room. I don't know how wild a baseball locker room is, but a football locker room and a basketball locker room are pretty wild. So nah, you can't be bringing your 14. I mean you just can't, man. And it's it's not. I'm not walking away from thirteen thousand dollars, let alone thirteen million. What, what about you, FIFO? I'm with B. You know, um, it it depends on where I was in my career. If I'm, you know, coming off of a rookie deal, I'm getting my first big contract, or I'm re-upping after my first big con- Nah, bro, I, I need that. I need that. But uh, if we talking, you know, twelve plus, you know, years in the league, then yeah, man, I, you know, but you don't I think would, you don't think like like years from now. I mean, like that's a year of baseball. I mean, you've been playing. A guy like Adam Rolovo has probably been playing baseball since he's five years old. So obviously, there's a certain he's he's compensated well, but he's there's also a certain love for the game. You don't think like ten years, five, ten years from now, he'll be like, damn, man, I wish I'd have played that last, you know, that last year. What if the White Sox go to the World Series? And he misses yeah. a ring on that, on something like that. Yeah, you know, look, those are all of the what ifs. But if on your priority list to be with your son and to see him grow, and you're already financially set, what's what's me playing baseball if my dream is to watch my kid play baseball or for him to fulfill his dream? Okay. Right. So like when 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 that priority becomes higher than your own, then it's time. And obviously, he had no qualms about walking away. So it's cool. I respect that. I respect that. Because if because if I want, you know, especially in, in spring, you know, to spend as much time with my kid, I'm toward the end of my career, or that's how I feel. And, you know, like you're telling me, oh, I can't bring my kid? All right, son, don't worry about it. You're going to see me every day. It's, I, I respect that, man. I'm cool. I, I don't know, you know, what his, what his reasonings are, but, hey. Walking away, man, money, look, if you feel that you have enough, I don't feel like there's ever enough. But at the same time, I have millions in the bank. Yeah, You know, we're we're middle to upper middle class around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near rich. I'm a thousandaire. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be a hundred like, I'm, I'm trying to have like, seven hundred in the bank account. I got thirty two dollars and eighty seven cent in my pocket, and I got to pay my but, beeper bill tomorrow. Yeah, but you know, I'm just talking smack. But at the end of the day, you know, like if if I had like twenty million, thirty million in the bank, or you know, my net worth is eight, ten, twelve million, man, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm gonna do what I want to do, and if that's what he wants to do, let him do it. I I have no problem. No Ken, what about you, man? Little Kendall wants to come with you to work every day. He's 14 years old. You, you gonna bring him to work every day, or you gonna tell him, "Hey, you gotta kick rocks, son"? I didn't go to work with my parents. My kids don't go to work with me. Same here. Um, nah, he gonna stay his ass at home. <laughs> <laughs> My ass at home. We're gonna be working on some schoolwork or something. 
Um, but look, man, Kyle, you know, and people, B, you all know this as well because you guys know parents. Parents are sensitive as hell about their damn very, kids. Very much so. Very much so. That's all this really comes down to. You know, somebody told him what he can do with or cannot do with his child. And up to a, this point, it seems like he's been allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. Put the hammer down and he was like, you're not going to tell me what I can or cannot do with my kid. And he walked. And he was in a position to be able to do so. And um, look, in Dang. all honesty, <laughs> no, Houston came back. We know people that would do this that's not in his position. Right. <laughs> you know if, if you really think about it, if you, you, you say something to a parent about their kid. Oh, boy, you better be ready to fight. They don't give a damn. They, they will quit. And that's what Adam LaRoche did. He quit. He told him that they could take that job and, and stuff it because he didn't like what they said about his kid. So and and you know that's his right, and he did it. So um, but nah, man, my, my kids ain't going to work with me. Nah, nah, I, I'll take off. Right. I'll take my kids to work. Yeah, I don't think I've ever taken my kids. I not nah, nah. I've never taken my kids. I'm thinking about now. I've never taken my kids to work. Never. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting situation. So we'll, I mean, we already know how it's going to play out. We'll see how the White Sox uh, season goes. Uh, we got a question in on Twitter. Um, and if you have, before we get off here, if you have any questions, shoot us, shoot us a, a tweet on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Um, the tweet comes from our homegirl, Cheryl, and she had a question about, uh, it says, how do you guys feel about teams resting players? And what about the fans who pay, pay and travel to see them come play? Uh, she may be referring to a situation that we had the other, I think it was the other night, uh, where the Spurs were playing the Thunder, and um, I think Kawhi, Duncan, and Ginobili, I, I think they said, I mean, Pop said, like, damn, to all of his starters and, his, and like, half of his bench. And um, so, so, B, what do you think about that? Uh, when, especially this time of the season where you see guys resting a lot more, Spurs do it a lot probably more than anybody else. Uh, what do you think about that yeah, when the fans I, are paying their money to see it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a thing. I think we talked about this before, but, yeah, that's a um, – I think with it being the end of the season like this, I think you kind of get a pass. Cause, but like you said, though, Kyle, he does he does it in freaking December and January. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the hell? Like, you know, you want to – you know, it might be a Tony Parker or a Tim Duncan or, or a Kawhi Leonard fan, and they can't see him because they're going in the middle of the heat in the regular season. Yeah, that's different. But, like, now, you know, now when you start getting – it's a certain situation where teams might have the one seed locked up for the last two weeks of the regular season or the two seed locked up. You know, it's kind of like at this point you're thinking about the bigger picture. So I think at this point of season – I think you can kind of get a pass for teams that are that are sitting comfortable in the playoffs. Like, hey, we in the playoffs, we got the number two seed locked. We can lose the rest of our games, and we still got the two seed. Like, it's cool. We we're not gonna get the one seed. We're gonna get the two seed. Let's let's let me just rest some of my guys, get them, you know, kind of lukewarm, still a little bit going. Cause the main the main focus at this point, we know how tough the playoffs is. Tough mm -hmm. playoffs, very tough. So at this point of the season. I, I can give Greg Pop a pass. Now, like I said, if this was December freaking 14th or something right. like that, you plan on seeing some of your favorite stars and Greg Pop resting and stuff or, or the coaches resting players, 
then yeah, because you know this is in the middle of the season. You know, you still got a long season to play. You gotta you gotta let your guys play. Not as if it's an injury point, but if there's no injury report, I don't see no reason for Greg Pop to rest his players. Um, but yeah. This part of the season, I would give him a pass. You know, like like Golden State. If Golden State wasn't going for their record, I'm sure they, already be know they, got, the, yeah. they got the one seed. Like, hell, they clinched playoffs February 27th. So, <laughs> Damn. You know, at this point, <laughs> you know, if if, if if they weren't playing for the record, yeah, I, Steve Kerr resting Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson here and there and going into April, I don't have an issue with that because we know the big picture is the playoffs. So at this point, I don't have an issue with it. What about you, FIFO? Uh, any issue with uh, the fans um, being upset about coming and paying to pay, paying to see players, and then you know finding out once they get there that the players aren't playing? Yeah, um, I I agree with B, but you know it kind of sucks when you know we're all the majority of us are middle America, and you spend two three hundred dollars on some tickets, and you feel like that was just money wasted. Because mm-hmm. uh, everybody works super hard for their money, and you want to go be entertained, and then the main <laughs> reason why you want to be entertained is not even going to happen. So that that I think that's a problem. Um, now I, I I do now to me uh, unless if I was like a season ticket holder at this point in time, he's right though. If you if you're a casual basketball fan, you may not understand, but if you are a basketball a diehard basketball fans like. I know all four of us are, then you know, you know, if you're going to buy some tickets, especially against the Spurs, you're not, <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. Right. And, and especially if, if maybe your favorite team or your home team is an older team and, and they're in the playoffs and they've already locked up, you don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, right now is not the time to, you know, kind of be upset. B's right. But, Again, you, because you don't know, you're gonna be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Three, four hundred, you know, like if you if you're getting some good seats. Now, if you you know you spend twenty, you know, fifty bucks total, and you get you some some nosebleeds, and you, look, you don't have no room to complain. <laughs> you don't have no room to complain. But them them people spend a couple hundred. Yeah, I I I be kind of mad. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It, I. I I sympathize with the fans because, like B said, it's you just don't know. And and I think, if I'm not mistaken, LeBron is sitting out tonight. Uh, they wanted to rest him because uh, they've got back-to-backs on Thursday and Friday. In fact, uh, the Cavs will be here uh, in town, in our hometown, Atlanta, to play the Hawks on Friday night. Um, the King of the South is performing at halftime for those of you who are interested in going. Um, pre- he's performing at halftime and and post game, I think. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, it's it's a slippery slope. I get it. I understand why it happened. I would be I wouldn't be happy if I if I put any money on tickets. Um, but uh, I, I understand why, and I understand that you know, especially this time of year, it's you know, guys teams that they got to get rest. Now they get a lot they get a lot more rest uh, during the playoffs, ironically, than they do during the regular season because in the playoffs you might play every you know two or three nights. Um, especially their first round. Their first round is it seems like the first round takes like a month to finish. So you're not playing every every night or every other night or three or three out of five nights in a week. So um, I get it. I I don't really know that there's any solution to it because you know what Adam Silver can't tell Greg Popovich he's got to play Tim Duncan tonight. 
he didn't, you know, that's his discretion. So it is what it is. Ken, what about you, man? What's your take on the players sitting? It's it's common, it seems now. So I don't I don't really have any issue with it. I think my biggest thing, and this is what I want to know, and I'm glad you brought this up, is did they do this in the past? Nah. I've been actually racking my brain about this. I don't remember NBA players resting or sitting out with the actual reason being rest. They'll make up an injury to sit them down. Sometimes I've I've seen, you know, reports of of that. I think, um, you know, in one instance, I read about one player that, you know, was kind of sick or, oh, I think it was Magic Johnson, actually. So I don't even really think that applies. Because I think that's when he was going through the whole age thing. He was really fatigued. So, um, but yeah, I, I think for me, man, every time I look up, you know, somebody's resting. Durant's resting. Um, I don't know if Westbrook rests. I can't remember. But yeah, man, it's just weird. Like I don't remember there really being a maintenance plan in the NBA like that. That's why I wanted to ask. Maybe I just can't remember. You know what? I, you know what I think the difference is. I think these guys play a lot more basketball than what they yeah. used to. You know, so it's a lot more minutes, a lot more stress on the body. Um, and you, so, and teams probably were a little bit more deeper too, because if you look at like these, the the Pistons, the Bad Boys Pistons. I mean, they the, correct me if I'm wrong, but they went like what 10, 12, 10, 11 deep. You know, so you had a nice rotation. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chuck Chuck was using that whole roster. He was yeah, like, look, so, oh, yeah. I got I got guys that got six files to give. I mean, we gonna use them all. Exactly. So you know, you guys would. So you had more guys playing. But that I mean, style it, of it, play, that style of play, because the Lakers are like that, the Warriors are like mm-hmm. that. But not every great team was like that. The Bulls weren't that deep. They didn't go ten deep. So you know that that's. I I think I just think it's think about how how much younger these kids are starting specializing in basketball now. Back then, you played here and there. Like, you didn't really start taking it serious until high school, back mm-hmm. in those days. Now, it's you you seven. You're in camps. You're at Nike camps. You're, you're getting sometimes uh, uh, scholarship offers at this age, depending on how nice you might be. Ask LeBron. Because these kids are getting scholarship offers, so so I just think that they play a lot more basketball throughout their life, leading up until the NBA. And because everything is so documented, and you know, technology has helped us understand physio, uh, um, um, just everything, just a- a- everything. How how these players, what type of rest they need, all of this type of stuff that it's 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 almost calculated. And I think especially, like, the Tim Duncans and, and you know, like, Tim Duncan was almost 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He was almost 40 years old. That's a good point. You know, That's he, a very he good point. A, a grandpappy like, like, like Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. She also asked a question about <laughs> the whole uh, Dwight Howard. We, I don't think we talked about it, the Dwight Howard incident. Anybody want to touch on that? Would Dwight Howard use the the sticky uh, stickum? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Personally, I don't know what the hell you would need stickum for, and if you about to shoot free throws. But uh, anybody want to touch that before we move on to the next subject? Well, I mean, now we know why he kept missing them because the ball kept sticking to his hand. <laughs> Dwight Howard's a lame man. He's a lame. Stickum. Come on, dog. Like, real? You need stickum. This is not the NFL. 
and you didn't know it was illegal, and you dry snitching on your damn self. Is it safe to say Dwight Howard has been? I don't want to call. I would never call him a bust because I don't think he's. What about disappointing? Of course. Or under or underachiever. Yeah. Is that I fair? Think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he was on pace to have a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my. What you watching, B? <laughs> the damn Cavs and Rockets game, man. Tristan Thompson. Oh my God. You paid this dude eighty two million. He missed that damn layup. Mm. You might be ahead of me, B. Yeah, he's ahead of us. Did Kyrie just hit that that that? that Ooh, break? that was a dad. I think Houston about to beat these dudes. Though. That's a shame. Well, Le- LeBron's not playing, is he? Nah. Okay. Oh um, my God. Still, Cavs had control of this game. They had control of this game. Yeah. Ooh, they controlled this whole game. That's that's what happens this time of year. Uh, just for you guys scoring at home, if, if you're, you're unaware, we did uh, start a dead-end, as we do each year and every year, dead-end tournament, dead-end sports uh, bracket challenge tournament. Um, for those of you scoring at home, uh, there's someone who is number one leading the pack. That would be yours truly. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to win because I picked Kansas to win it all. Uh, win against my better judgment and pick Bill Self. And his team, and um, right now I'm leading, but I think uh, Paul is second, followed by Blake, Andrew, and then my man Dom is, uh, I think he's fifth. Um, so we'll see how it plays out over the weekend, but uh, those are the those are the standings. Um, so with that being said, I guess it's time for us to go ahead and give our final four predictions before we get out of here. B, I'll start with you, man. Final four positions, man. Who, who do you see? Because by the time we do this show next Tuesday, um, we will have had a new national champion. I got a North Carolina vote versus um, Oklahoma. But I think I got North Carolina cutting down. They're going to be cutting down the nets come Monday night. Okay. I, they gonna, I, think, I think Buddy Hill's going to have a great night, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough to – to withstand North Carolina and North Carolina. I think the way I think I told Ken this, the way North Carolina played Virginia in that ACC championship game, if they play like that, they're going to win. They they're, they're going to win. Like just play great team defense the way they played and they lock up and they was clicking on offensively. I think I think I think I can definitely see Buddy Hill even his shooting won't be enough to withstand that. So, y'all got Oklahoma, UNC, and UNC cutting down the nets. Okay. Okay. What about you, FIFO? I, I I got it the same way. I got it the same way. Like I said uh, earlier, UNC as a team, they're the best team that I've watched so far. The balance that they have, uh, <laughs> I, I I just I don't see it. I don't see it from no other squad. Um, and you know, um, but but he healed. I think he's gonna take him to the chip, but I don't, I don't, I just I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, you know. He's, a, he's almost a one-man band, so I, I don't think it'll be enough for you to beat UNC, but um, I agree with B. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? I really want to go against the grain and uh, and pick Buddy Hill and say that the star player could, could win it for them, but that, that Carolina team, man, Bryce Johnson, Marcus Page, um, Jackson, like they're so freaking loaded, man. Uh, Portland, no, that's can't be telling you. Like they're so loaded, dog. Like it's, it's it's kind of crazy, and I don't know if if Oklahoma will be able to deal with that. 
first of all, they're going to have to get past uh, Villanova. And I think uh, they're looking for some payback because he lit their ass up before. Um, and I think they're going to come out and they're going to be looking to answer uh, to, to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, man, I, I think I think Buddy and if everybody play, play well, I think it'll be enough to get past them. And, uh, you know, by the time you get to the national championship, can Buddy beat that team by himself with everybody else kind of just playing, you know, second fiddle? I, I don't know. I, if he does, that'll be one hell of a performance. But, uh, but yeah, I got I got UNC and Oklahoma he, and Oklahoma. They led by twenty, dude. Oh man, only in the NBA, man. Only in the winning, NBA. UNC winning it all. I I'm I. As you guys know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm a diehard Syracuse fan. It would be totally the homer in me if I picked Syracuse to win it all. So. Um, I, I pride myself on being uh, on being objective and subjective. Um, I'm not gonna pick Syracuse. Uh, I think North Carolina. I think we see a final with North Carolina and Oklahoma. I think Buddy Hill probably shoots you know shoots the lights out, but I think North Carolina has too much. They're too big. They're too athletic. Uh, they they clean the glass better than any other team in the tournament. Um, I think they they are the favorites to cut down the nest. They're the only number one seed left, so uh, I'm gonna go with North Carolina to win it all. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, before we jump to the – oh, they're talking. <laughs> they're, they're in the chat room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. I forgot to do that earlier. They're in the chat room talking about uh, Nas's albums. Uh, uh, B, what's your favorite Nas album, man? Favorite best Nas album? Illmatic. Okay, I'm sit down. I'm sorry. After Illmatic. Because <laughs> most people say Illmatic. Um, lost tape. Ah, man, you can go lost tape. Yeah, I know. I I love Untitled though. Untitled was so good. Oh, um, yeah, I I'll go with lost tapes. I'm going. Okay. Lost. And that, I mean that's 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 his that's his uh Kendrick Untitled and I like yeah. It. I yeah. love lost tapes though. I love yeah. lost, tapes. lost tapes. Still get a lot of a lot of burn for me. What about you, Ken? Man, Untitled, man, you you right, B, man. I I, I think that album did get. Uh, Nas was dropping so many gems on that damn album, man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, man, it, it it was it was so slept on, man. Um, Cause it was supposed like, to be titled Nigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he couldn't I get remember. the clearance. He couldn't get the clearance. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, I think it may be it, it was written for me. Same, same for me. It was written. Yeah, me too. But okay. I, but for me, that's like the best, like even over Illmatic for me. Okay, so you take it was written over Illmatic. Now I've heard some people say that. Yeah, I, 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 I know I a lot could, of people. A lot of my yeah. homies say that. But my only setback with that is on he followed the Biggie formula. I mean, he, he followed the Biggie formula. He's he, Illmatic pop. He Illmatic came out. It didn't pop as much as Ready to Die did when Ready to Die came out in the yeah. same year. And I think when I saw that, I think when it was written came out, he followed that format. He followed that format. That's my only issue with it was written. But I, I love it was written. Like, don't get me wrong. I oh love yeah, that love album. it, love it. I just, love I think it. he saw that and was like, oh, I need to do the Biggie formula. Like Biggie set that formula and Nas did the formula too. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think in, in fairness, him, I think at that point everybody was trying that formula because it was, you know, it was about what what could sell at that point. Um, yeah, man, love the album. I, I'd have to go with uh, it was written too. Love that album. Uh, Lost tapes, real strong. Shit, Stillmatic. 
I'm but I'm a huge I'm I'm bi- I'll be first to admit I'm biased. I'm a huge Nas fan. So um before we get out of here, let's give our parting shots. Um Kenneth, you wanna go first? Man, um Tyrone Lou is not the answer, man. Um <laughs> David Blatt. <laughs> he's worse than Blatt. Oh and, and and you know they people wanted this guy. They 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 pumped him up. And you know, I'm I'm reading reports that they're they regressed under him. And you know, a lot of it has to be with him trying to implement his style. Uh, he wants to play a different way, and there may be that adjustment period. But defensively, they're not as better. Obviously, they're not. The record-wise, they don't look like they're they're um, they're as good either. And then you get out here and you blow a 20-point lead to the woeful Houston Rockets. <laughs> of of all teams, I mean, anybody can beat the Rockets except the Cavs. And at home, and you blow a 20-point lead. And I I watched the fourth quarter, and they just Totally wilted and folded under pressure. There wasn't anybody out there that um, felt like stepping up to the challenge. And offensively, they didn't really do anything uh, unique. They didn't run any sets. And, you know, Lou Lou is not the guy. And I'm glad that they didn't give him that contract that they said they did. I think they needed to see what this guy can do. And it's not working. It's not working. So, um the Cavs continue to be a hot mess, and it's unfortunate that more than likely they'll walk through the East to the finals. Because outside of LeBron showing up, I don't, I don't think they're probably going to give us the finals that that we're going to deserve. Not playing like this, not competing like this. This is this this is terrible. So, Lou is not the answer. Right, it's time for Lou to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard now. You heard it here first. <laughs> You know where you heard it. You know where you heard it. Right here on Dead End Sports. FIFO, uh, parting shot, my brother. New Orleans Pelicans. Did you guys make a $150 million mistake? Oh, are you serious? I, I'm just saying. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I love me some Anthony Davis. We know that. You've argued with us about Anthony Davis. I, 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 think, he, I think he's the best. Uh, or one of the best top two, top three power forwards in the NBA. But, yo, he has not been healthy since day one. And I got it. You know, he was long. He grew extremely quickly into that size. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the first couple of years, okay, I I, I get it. But he's put some muscle on his frame. And it just seems he has a lot of awkward – situations that result in him missing games and and as a result of that he he's missing the last 20 games of this season so i don't know but it's starting to starting to question 150 million hey remember hey we had the discussion dog i I tried. I was trying to. Ask you, <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> I always said if he could be healthy, I knew this was coming. I'm just saying, no, man. <laughs> what, what you guys don't understand is that, like, we had a conversation. I think it was the the we did a shoot, and it's it's on our right here on our YouTube channel. You can check it out once we end this. Um, like the top players under 25 or something like that. And I think Anthony Davis was. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, we all unanimously unanimously said Anthony Davis. But when the camera stopped rolling, man, these two went at it for a long time. 
about Anthony Davis. That's that's interesting, people. I'm surprised. I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, Wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's okay. I'm hey. hoping he's okay. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I'm hoping he's okay. Uh, B, parting shot, man. Um, good to see Andre Ward back out in the ring this past Saturday. Um, he fought in the light heavyweight for the first time this Saturday, and hopefully he gonna fight. Um, what's my man Ko- Kovalov? I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, I I still think he looked good, but he didn't look like the Andre Ward I'm used to seeing. He even gave himself a B minus after the, uh, the, the uh, after fight interview. So yeah, I give him like a B a a, a, a C plus B minus type of performance. Um. I think he needs to fight maybe one more time before he fights Kovalov. Um, get get another fight in this September, this fall, and then probably go for Kovalov sometime in spring of next year. Um, I think that'll be big. Um, I'm glad. Look, he's he's been even when Floyd was 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 pound for pound, he was like ranked number two right there. You know what I'm saying? He was like the ranked number two pound for pound guy. But because of his inactivity and going through personal issues, legal issues, you know, he wasn't fighting. He wasn't active, so they had to knock him out of the out of the lower rank him lower in the pound for pound. So I'm glad to see him back fighting and I hope I get to see some more fights from Andre Ward because I've been a huge fan of him for about the past five or six years now. So good to see him back. No doubt, no doubt. My parting shot, uh, I'm going to take a little spin away from sports and delve into hip-hop. Uh, this past week we lost a, a great one, man. Uh, Fife from A Tribe Called Quest. Uh, if you were young or too young to remember uh, A Tribe Called Quest, please check out their discography. Uh, they are by far one of the most, if not probably the top three most important hip-hop groups ever, ever. And I say hip-hop groups ever, and Fife was the driving force behind that. Um, I was someone that asked me on Twitter about, you know, where Fife ranked as far as an MC. Fife wasn't a, I mean, like, he wasn't going to blow you away like Rakim. He wasn't, you know, you, you won't confuse him with KRS-One, but what Fife was was a guy who was, if you could put it in a basketball reference, a guy who gets you 15 and 8 every night. Very consistent. Very consistent, rhyme to rhyme, bar to bar, song to song, album to album. And you can check their discography. If you think, that, if you think I'm lying, you can check out any of his rhymes. You, you, got, you would be hard-pressed to find a whack verse from Fife. Um, he will be missed, uh, not just by his family, but obviously his fans. Um, for the man who once said, I never need a statue to tell me how nice I am, Fife, you definitely don't. We would definitely miss you, brother. Salute. That's going to do it for this week. We'll holler at you guys next week. Thanks for checking out another edition of Dead End Sports. Peace. Peace. Peace.